This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey guys, welcome back for the premiere of season three of Lather Talk. I'm your host, John, and with me is my co-host, Gerard. What's up, Gerard? Hey, what's going on, John? All right, so we're going to shake off some rust here. Uh, as, uh, you know, we haven't recorded in the last few months. We had a really nice break. Uh, basically took the summer off kind of on that academic schedule <laughs> as it is anyway. But um, Gerard, how, how are you doing this evening? Uh, doing great. Can't complain. It's good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be, it is good to be back. Uh, I, I think I did want to kick off um, with your recent trip. Actually, I got to meet Gerard because he and his wife came out to bo- the Boston area uh, to basically see the sights, hang out, eat some food together. So I thought that'd be a great great way. We did uh, originally want to record together in person, but you know I kind of realized late in the game that my setup here, as far as like hardware and whatnot. Didn't really, didn't really allow for that. So here we are, not in the same room, but happy to be recording again. Gerard, I would love to hear some highlights from your recent trip. Yeah, so uh, first time in the the Boston area. Um, I've been to the you know some of the East Coast. I've been uh, to New York, uh, Rhode Island, um, DC, but first time, uh, you know up there in Boston. So it was really, really nice. Um, great weather, which I understand, uh, you know, I was kind of fortunate, uh, about mm-hmm. it because, yep. you know, your, your summers could be pretty humid and winters are obviously pretty brutal out there, but, um, it was really nice. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think the, the thing that probably just struck me the most is that, uh, you guys, it's very clear the transition into your seasons <laughs> being in <laughs> yeah. California. I mean, uh, 350 days of sunshine is nice. Uh, but you know, palm trees don't discolor. They just die and <laughs> that's it. Otherwise they, they're pretty much green all the time. So. Well, one thing, um, you know, we hosted Gerard and his wife, but, uh, they treated us, uh, on, uh, Sunday night to a really, really nice home-cooked meal of various Filipino foods, which uh, I, myself, am pretty unfamiliar with. It's kind of hard to come by. There's not really ample Filipino restaurants here in the Boston area, but um, 
Gerard, because I'm going to butcher the names, uh, do you want do you want to share a few of the dishes that kind of a- appeared at yeah. that gl- that glorious dinner? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I mean, the so a lot of the food was is somewhat regional uh, and whatnot, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like given our takes of it. Um, but uh, we did have a Filipino adobo, which was uh, a little bit different than the usual. Um, typically, it's a very much a um, just a soy, vinegar, garlic, and pepper base. Uh, we did add some coconut milk um, as well. Uh, we had some homemade uh, pandasal from uh, our friend Christina, who's actually who actually lives in your area. So mm-hmm. shout out to Christina uh, being over there. Um, she same also town. Right, same town. joined us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. S- same town. Other. Yeah. Uh, that's another thing we, we have to talk about, like, you know, what what really distance is and, and the concept of towns, <laughs> because that no, that's, is... that's a great that's a great point. So, yeah. Why don't you outline the differences between like, you know, your your frame, like how far it is from one place to the other and then coming yes. here. So or let me let me finish the thing and I'll jump right into it. Oh, sorry, that. sorry. So, yes, because I'll, I'll lose my train on the menu. <laughs> um, we had um, a seafood um, kare kare, which is uh, basically some vegetables, and it's typically um, a meat such as pork. Um, you could even put some like um, you know other cuts like like tripe in there, uh, but it's typically a mm-hmm. soup with a peanut sauce. We kind of deconstructed it and had it almost like. Uh, a la carte so you could pick and choose what you wanted um i basically made a filipino paella um which is kind of a uh, it's more of a regional thing from where my parents are from mm-hmm. um as well as a filipino sour soup uh, which is sinigang um a lot if any if there are any filipinos watching this they'll they'll be very happy with hearing what the menu was and did i make anything else i don't know i think that was it it was a lot of food. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was. If it you was, guys couldn't tell, listening at home, it was a lot of food. Like Filipinos, like I can't, I cannot cook. It's only myself and my wife, and our eighteen-month-old son. Yeah, I cannot cook for anything less than like eight people. It, it's just not happening. And so, <laughs> making multiple dishes, it still was just an overwhelming amount of food. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was really nice, uh, to, to cook that and, you know, and, um, yeah, kind of like doing my research. It's not that I'm, you know, like really huge on, uh, on Filipino food. I do like to, I kind of see like what's in town and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But like you said, I was kind of just surprised that there is literally nothing in the greater Boston area. There's like one little market that maybe has like some Filipino potato chips and, and snacks mm-hmm. but there is no restaurant which is crazy because i'm basically 60 miles east of los angeles and i can name stuff there's like a place of like five miles even even if it's like a little like cafeteria diner style setup you know like mm-hmm. there's a place five five minutes away from where i live and it's just it's just hilarious that a, a major city like boston doesn't have doesn't have anything so so boston you got to represent <laughs> But yeah, um, also, yeah, talking about, you know, distance and everything. Like here in California, the joke is, is that we measure distance in time. You know, I I do say that L.A. is, uh, you know, 60 miles away, but that could be, you know, a little over an hour or it could be three hours, depending on the time of day 
and mm. what day of the week that you know you, you're you're headed over there, and so um, you know just realizing a place, you know, just a city like Boston and, and the surrounding cities around it, that it's so old that really you know one on pl- um, one place on one side of town can only be like two miles and you know for some people that would be considered the other side of town so i don't know where where as th- there's a highway entrance or a freeway entrance like every mile here in california in in some way you know shape or fashion um yeah it, it was very noticeable you know as i as i was over there no, but it was, yeah, it it was really nice. Uh, I would definitely, if there's any uh, West Coasters looking on, on visiting, not necessarily, you know, hitting you up or anything, but, you know, definitely, <laughs> yeah. definitely uh, look at the Boston area. Um, September's a great month uh, and everything. You know, uh, that's one of the other things that I, you know, I still kind of think about um, that we ended up doing mm. was going apple picking. Yes, that is, yes. And that is something that did. does not happen in California. Uh, I was kind of shocked to just, you know, just look up like apple orchards or, you know, anything like that. And yeah. you just see like hundreds of like little things just pop up, you know. Um, California is a great uh, agricultural state, uh, mm-hmm. but Southern California does not have very many apple orchards, if any. <laughs> <laughs> and the ones that we do have, yeah. we don't have people, you know, making it a tradition to go out there. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's definitely apple picking season. It's firmly ingrained. It's like it's one of the signals that like falls here. Uh, I think that's why I kind of I get attracted to like apple forward scents during this time of year for like shaving and fragrance stuff because it's just. You know, it's 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 very like you saw it like it's a institution, as it were. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know if he's going to listen to this, but you know, Will uh, from Barrister and Man, uh, mm-hmm. Nocturne makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> yes, one of my favorites for the season. Yep, yep Absol- no doubt. It, no it, doubt. it makes a makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, definitely, it is great. Um, I, th- I think you did you did a lot in the, you, you made the most of your time uh while while you're out here so it, it's kind of cool to see you have to you know <laughs> yeah and sleep sleep is for the week <laughs> well yeah, g- given it's like the beginning of the school season and everything you know me and my kids are up anyway to get get out so kind of <laughs> they're, you know they're loud and getting ready so i guess it gets, it gets you up in the morning and and ready to tackle the day tackle the day fairly early Definitely no, but it it was it was still good. I think uh, you know, you know. Hopefully, I don't think we really gotten much in the way of your, uh, you know, your daily routine or your or your weekend routine either. And, oh no, and it was still nice no. to. It, it 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 actually worked out really well. No, you guys were excellent guests, and you were very self sufficient. I mean, honestly, very self sufficient. So yeah, definitely no. Um, you know, no, no inconvenience or anything like that. Um, it, I, I mean, also, I think we're kind of like underselling. It's like, even though we've done the podcast again, we're kicking off the third season, but that's the first time we ever met each other in person. And we did try to yeah. also do like an Instagram live, but man, like that was uh, it, it, my fault in that I like rescheduled it. it okay, and so so 
if that ever happens again, yeah. and I don't know if we'll talk about it, it, it may potentially happen again, you know, uh, yeah. sooner than later. Yep. Uh, it just it just means we have to literally just put the camera, either get a, maybe one of Further. those clip-on wide-angle lenses, or literally put the camera uh, on the phone on the other side of the room. Yeah. It's... And, uh, and, and and what we did was good because one of us went into the chat so that if we couldn't read it, we could both look down right. at it. So, but also so, giving, pe- giving people more, you know, more notice also because <laughs> it was gonna. Uh, in general, my Instagram lives, which I, I you know I go on fairly often, um, but uh, I, I am kind of late in announcing those things. So we'll 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 try it again for sure. And uh, we, we learned a few things, but it was good. I think we were only on for like 15, 20 minutes at most, but. Yeah, it, w- it wasn't too long. No. And again, like f- our families and friends were still all around. So it's like, all right, everyone's got to stop what they're doing because these two jokers got to go Stop staring at us. Yeah. Yes. We're, you know, very, very uh, popular influencers and we got to do our thing. <laughs> oh. I, I'm using that term. If you can tell by my the way I deliver that, I'm totally being sarcastic, and just so there's no there, there's no I mean, there's no misreading of that. <laughs> I do not consider myself uh, or I mean doing. it's. I don't think it's a matter of what you consider yourself. I think it's kind of just what is, and so um, mm, I mean true. to say that. To to say that we're not, uh, you know, e- even if one person has ever made a a purchase, you know, based upon what either one of us have had to say, then, you know, by definition, we're in, we've influenced them. So that's true. Well, yeah, we definitely we had a good time. It was great to actually meet you in person, and yeah, yeah, I th- I think it, it's kind of funny that. that um, there's obviously all this interaction already. So, so I guess it's kind of one of those things where it's like internet friends or, or, or you know, how digital friends. And then you meet in real life. There's always that yeah. first like, Oh, you're either like, you're taller in person or <laughs> like, like weird, you know, like, uh, like weird yeah, I'll say like that. this. I'll, I'll say this. You were definitely taller than, than I thought you would be. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had, I had no, I don't know. Like I, I Amongst like Asian American guys, I think it could span anywhere from like what, like five six up to like six two, maybe in that like average. That's being generous on the, I, like, on the on the taller side of you know. There, yeah, you know who who knows what you know what uh, GMO foods that we had when we were kids mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I know for a fact I am just a giant compared to all of my cousins in the Philippines. It's it's not even. It's just very clear, you know, that I'm an American. <laughs> it's those so. American grains, corn, corn fed. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, it's definitely GMO, just injected. Yeah. You know, like our chicken is like different than what you get over there. Our chicken is just like inflated and stuff sure. like that. There's, sure. there's looks like you know they've been fighting, you know, <laughs> to 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 get a meal. So. It is what it is. <laughs> well, yeah, we're definitely, uh, you know, as we mentioned with uh, with Instagram Live, I think we definitely do want to be experimenting. Um, you know, keep keep your eyes peeled. Uh, I, I know I've spoken to Gerard before about wanting to play with YouTube Live 
um, and, and being able to do a live broadcast or like, you know, like a special episode or something. But um, I, I think uh, that kind of allows me to segue to our next talking point, which is the launch of our new Patreon page. And if you guys, you know, are into the, the medium of podcasts, this is probably you've heard this before. So, you know, bear, bear with me as I give you the spiel of why we're doing a Patreon, why now and what you can get out of it. And I'll promise to keep this as brief as possible. And if not, I'll edit myself down. <laughs> but um, the Patreon, as we want to do more things, streaming live uh, and just offer more things as we've, you know, there's uh, built up a community and a listener base. Um, we want to improve, you know, uh, I mean, honestly, thanks to donations to like one listener, this microphone, I'm using it right now, professional grade microphone was possible thanks to a donation of a very generous, you know, uh, listener. And uh, from there, you know, up, upping the quality of that way, I was able to give my previous, my, my microphone over to Gerard, which you can see if you're watching the video version. <laughs> and, you know, so that, that kind of overall elevated up. And, you know, um, I am not one to who easily asks for help, but people want to and people have outreached uh, reached out before to say how can we help the show we want to help support you guys so in one way the patreon's created to do that to offer that and hopefully you know um we've we've created a few different tiers uh, to pledge that being said how it is right now at the point of this recording uh i think the tiers are three five and ten dollars or ten dollars a month and patreon is a monthly donation um the the good news is at any level, you'll have access to our bonus footage. And what's that bonus footage? We're figuring that out right now. But at the very least, it's like behind the scenes, um, maybe, and I think kind of exclusive, you know, messages to uh, our patrons. And again, that's, you know, that opens up to you at any level. And we are totally shower open. shaving. <laughs> That's right. We could be your shaving coaches. I don't know. You know, like, it's definitely something that Gerard and I will be thinking about. And obviously, we're our our, our ears are open to what the community wants. But uh, yeah, so you know, those might change. But as of right now, we just want at any level any of, of our supporters to get access to that background footage. And I'll definitely, you know, I'll update you guys as it goes along, like what some of that bonus footage looks like, just so you know what you're getting yourself. <laughs> what you're getting yourself into so to get more information on the patreon you can go over to www.patreon.com slash lather talk and also you can check in the show notes or the video description for that link as well we're just really thankful for all our listeners and this is just another way to engage with the show so thank you guys so much All right, so the next thing I want to get to for today's episode is I put a question out to our Discord. And for those who don't know, there's a Lather Talk Discord server. Um, while I could read you off a really complicated URL, the easiest way to get there is to go to lathertalk.com. Uh, this is a free thing. It's a fun little community that we've established, I think, was it within this year? Um, yeah, uh, within this year. Like, yeah, probably like a couple months ago. February, March-ish. No, yeah. maybe March, April ish, something like that. 
yeah, it's, it's like a blur, but that's been tons of fun, lots of great conversations. And so uh, I put out a question to the Discord. Um, we are you know, we've entered the fall autumn season, so I want to I want to ask the regulars what scent are you looking forward to using this season? And got some fun answers here, so I'm gonna bring up the the old page and share with you some of the replies. Um, first off. This is from HD Shaves, who has an excellent YouTube channel. Um, he shared Southern Witchcraft's Southern Witchcraft's Samwin, which I remember smelling that one. That's a really nice dark, dark pumpkin, boozy kind. Of, <laughs> have you smelled that one, Gerard? Yeah, I have it. So I think I have most of the stuff that people have actually either I either have it or had it at one point in time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I'll, I'll always mess it up because I I think it's in in you know it's Gaelic right so I think the the pronunciation is Sawin oh, even Samhain? though it yeah I you <laughs> I know, know what if, yeah if, if, Samhain I, I if know it's Courtney, not Samhain if yeah <laughs> if, if 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 Courtney or Stephen are answering you know like you can uh, you know can check me on it but I, I want to say it was Sawin Sawin okay um, thank you but yeah it's a it's kind of a, a earthy pumpkiny slightly boozy scent mm-hmm. um you know to say it's like it, you know it's like a earthy pumpkin spice because you know because i think you know obviously because of starbucks and all that stuff that's the popular thing right now oh but yeah it's not a sweet scent it's it's not overly it is not a sweet scent i, I no. would say at all um it's not overly pumpkiny it's like just really nice notes of all that stuff and kind of elicits um that that Halloween uh, or Samhain, <laughs> uh, you know, season and, and and holiday. For sure, really, I, really, really yeah. nice for for definitely the fall season. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's a really great offering from Southern Witchcrafts. I think it's like the fall season in particular, and you know, both that it's Halloween and also in general, their their scents tend to lean a little darker, sometimes a little more dank. Um, yeah, this is this is their this is their time to shine. Yeah, this is their Chinese New Year. This is their <laughs> this is their Mardi Gras. This is you whatever. Know, this is, yeah, this is their time to. This is it. <laughs> this is their a, bring their A game. Um, mo- moving on, uh, Fro Paris shared Darkfall, a scent from Declaration Grooming. Uh, I smelled that a, f- a few years ago. I-, I-, I remember the smoky note being the most prominent thing to my nose. Yeah, um, it's kind of like that, excuse me, smoky, almost like just autumn leaves. Um, again, very yes. earthy. Yes. Um, I don't think uh, it's... I really like it. And so, and I didn't think I, I would, I think initially, and I mean, it's been one of uh, Scott's mainstays, you know, for, for, for so long. Um, I'm pulling up the, yeah. the notes that okay. there's, we got some agar wood, amber and benzoin, which is kind of a very warm. Um, there is some cinnamon and clove in there as well as birch tar. Um, but yeah. Uh, dark, yeah. Dark scent. The, that, that dark, smell of kind of burning leaves mm-hmm. uh things like that the birch tar is definitely the smoky note yeah. um in there but uh i don't think at least the soap it's not over it's not overpowering at all um it shaves really nice uh obviously and it's 
I mean, dark fall. I mean, what do you, it's a dark fall scent, uh, to, to say the least. Yeah. I, I think it has quite a following too, uh, whenever it comes out this time of year. Um, Evan, uh, who's a regular on, on the discord, but I'm going to butcher his username. Uh, we'll just say Evan or do you have a, do you take a stab at it? Nope. Nope. Okay. Not okay. going to do it. Evan, who I'm sorry because I've met him in person. He is uh, he's another Massachusetts uh, local. Uh, Grasho League Square from Ashatinong Luke's scent, but often collaborating with Declaration Grooming. Um, that one, I off the top, I've, I smelled it, I know, but I don't remember it. Do, do you have... <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing it up also. You know, I, I, I also have... Uh, I also have... GLS as thank you. As it is GLS, said. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, like, like lots of Sean's scents. I mean, um, it is definitely a very complex scent. Yes. Um, but if I, I'm going to mention the notes right now. It has, I think, in it doesn't properly um, like indicate the the scent accord of of the fragrance you know when it's put together right so when i say tobacco leather rose clove nutmeg sandalwood vetiver vanilla musk bergamot and amber um sometimes people just hear that you know hear all of those things but it's a it's i think it's it's a really you know gorgeous scent it's a beautiful scent um you know, in, in wet shaving. And it's also been like one of, uh, um, Scott and Sean's, like, I think, you know, uh, one of their oldest collabs together. Yeah. Know, I was as, say, as far as it's been around for know, a while. It's definitely been around for a while. And so, um, so yeah, uh, it's, uh, definitely a, it, it, it kind of falls in line with that kind of like dark, but I, I feel it almost has like a, I don't want to say vintage smell, you know, or, mm. you know, uh, you mean like to, a, like a, like a throwback? Nose. It doesn't. I feel like with Sean's sense, he, you know, it's not that he wants you to smell something as in he wants to take you to a place or he wants to take, he wants to like, you know, take you to a, a, a different time, you know, mm. in, in a lot of what Chatillon Luke's, you know, offers. Um, so much of it is based around uh, the history of, of St. Louis, you know, where, where he, you know, works out of and is from. And so, you know, it even, I'm literally like looking at the, the, the synopsis here of, of, of GLS. And, you know, it, it's, uh, you said, this is a smell of a busy day in the Carondelet markets. And does that mean that there's, you have, you know, you have like grass and tobacco and leather. Um, I would say, if anything, leather is that kind of prominent note, you know, in GLS. Right. Very, you know, very. But it's it's a very, you know, like I mentioned, rose. I I can't really smell, you know, I can't identify rose by itself in it. But it just again, it lends to that, you know, accord of of everything put together. That sounds like a fall scent too. Yeah, now that now that you're reading off the, uh, like you said, the the scent description, I do remember it's like the, like fur traders, right, and then tanneries and stuff like that were very prominent in the marketplace. So, yeah, yeah. Or this one's from Shaving in CT. 
Uh, he mentioned Embrace from House of Mammoth, and that's one that we mentioned, I think, in the season two finale as po- possibly one of our favorites for 2021. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it is a, a musk bomb, if you will. It but is. It is. I, I do, you know, I, not to say, like, I, you know, I, I feel a, even though I've, you know, been doing or been in this hobby um, you know, for a few years now, I'm just always kind of like discovering, you know, new things in sense. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think Musk always came off as that kind of animalic, um, you know, kind of dirty note, you know, and, and whatnot. But Embrace is none of that. Embrace is a really, it's, it is what it is, right? It's a very, um, it's like, a, it's supposed to feel like a warm hug. And you kind of get almost like a, you know, I, I know that there are um, multiple different musk notes in there. And so it just, uh, um, yeah, you know, I think for the fall season, it, it, it's a very cozy, um, you know, scent to to use. And it's really nice. Yeah, for sure. It's, it, it layers it. Uh, that's one where I forgot if I shared this last time. Like, I, I love the scent. Uh, in the soap and the aftershave bomb, but I had picked up the Art Eau de Parfum, and it was it was too strong. <laughs> so it was like, uh, especially in, the, in that opening, it was it was too strong. Where I think the yeah, really the shaving software will do the trick because that that scent really sticks, and it's wonderfully complex, but it's all playing around that theme of of musk. So I, it's it's still in the running for twenty twenty one favorite for me. Uh, just scrolling further down, DF and DC mentioned a scent that we were just talking about, uh, Barrister and Man, and then later on Zingari Man, Nocturne. Uh, absolutely great, great fall scent. Smoky, apple. Woody. Leaves. <laughs> you know, really nice. One of our moderators, Rocketvin, Arvin, uh, voted for Bay Rum spices um yeah i mean it's appropriate yeah you know in 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 stuff like that i i don't have any like exclusively bay rum scents oh really yeah yeah i'm looking also i see uh our friend john shaves uh who has a youtube channel as well he mentioned a bunch he mentioned Earth of Mankind uh, from Oaken Lab, which is mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, Amore, uh, or yeah, Amore from uh, Grooming Department. Uh, Barrel Proof, uh, which is a collab with Zingari Man and our friends over at BBS Live. Mm-hmm. Um, he mentioned Wonderful. also uh, Gracial League Square. Uh, Rebel from Holy Cow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, tobacco Ford, is, kind of colony type scent. Definitely. And then Dark 2 from Tallow and Steel. So yeah, those are some of the uh, you know, user submissions from our Discord, and we'll, we'll be doing more of that. Maybe that's a little incentive for you guys to, <laughs> to, to come check it out, get in on the conversation. But thank you everyone who, who submitted you know, some of their favorites or things they're really looking forward to checking out this fall slash autumn season. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. 
Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, Gerard. So let's uh, let's transition to kind of our um, big topic for this episode. Uh, it's it's been at, okay. you know at the forefront of I, I know for some people um, that I've interacted with, and the the topic is auctions. And we're not talking about like eBay auctions, which that's all fine and dandy. But uh, there's been a rise of vendor held auctions. Um, kind of a quick background here and these are kind of based on my observations feel free to add in to gerard but uh, a few i would say earlier this year maybe at the start of 2021 um possibly even a little bit before then but paladin shaving had auctioned some um kind of i, I think there's seconds of brushes or they might have had some some you know very basic blemishes nothing that affected the actual use of said brushes and put them on auction uh, i think those often uh, f- finished up at uh, above the regular retail price. So that was kind oh, of... Like beyond. Beyond. <laughs> okay. Beyond I might be. retail price. And, but there were num- a number of brushes, right? And obviously some were highly desirable. So those went for, I don't know, hundreds of dollars. Um, I think their average brush cost would be 150 200 range. Again, it depends. The size of the knot. Um and type, you know, type of brush. But following that, um, Declaration Grooming, friend of the show, uh, was also auctioning uh, some unearthed ba- uh, older batches of badger hair. So the naming convention, the very simple B1, B2, B3, basically, you know, batches of those hairs were found and put into brushes, and those were, those were auctioned off as well. Also, and Jared will attest to this, going for way above uh do you remember how how high some of those those auctions ended up yep i remember exactly how much that ended all up. right I so b5 yeah. yeah uh almost everything was either close to or above a thousand dollars and i think b5 hit two thousand wow wow i, I just I, I knew it hit a thousand i didn't know that there was a two thousand Yikes. Or maybe no, maybe maybe, maybe I'm actually maybe, maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe w- I'm, I'm was that two K the, the wolf? Mi- the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. It might have been. It might have like, been. It might have been. Sorry. Like, who's paying two K for a? Oh, anyway, uh, you know, let's roll. No, that but back. for sure above a thousand. Yeah, no, for sure above a thousand dollars for yeah. um, some of these. Some of these. But you know what? I think some people will probably. Yeah, some people will correct me. You know, for sure, because it's it's just wild. It's it's crazy. And just for context, because I don't, not everyone's into 
hand-tied brushes or these custom brushes. Um, currently, uh, if you were to buy a new brush from Declaration Grooming, it's $405. So just to give you context, it's going you, you know, more than double the price, if not more. Uh, and, so, and then the last example I, I thought of uh, and which Gerard kind of alluded to was Wolfman razors, you know, long been prized for um, razor enthusiasts, aficionados. Um, one of the, I think, the best polishing games, uh, best polished razors in the game um, easily, I would say. But um, this one I'm less familiar with. Was it a also kind of a found product that was auctioned, a, a WR1? Does that sound right to you, George? Well, well, it wasn't. I mean, so um, from my understanding, James, he, he still makes WR1s um, to order. Um, oh, but he, had, be, um, he had basic... He had unearthed some razors uh, in different materials, whether it was aluminum or copper or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, he decided to just put those up and, and see what they would go for. Um, it's not something he, you know, because right now he's just making stainless steel. Okay. He's not working with other mediums, uh, as I far see. as I know. And so because of that yeah it just it went bonkers i'm pretty sure like you said like like i had mistakenly said that it hit uh i believe close to two thousand dollars right it was it was for the razor not the uh not the decoration grouping brush oh you know Correct. was it as far as unearthed stuff is was it a bbs one that he found was that what it was i don't know if he if he did or like i mean there's there I want to say that there was like some stuff like he had mentioned some stuff but I don't know I, I wasn't following all of the, the auctions that were going on I know that he had yeah. I want to say he had put out a couple of them neither was I but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um, but we'll talk I mean long story short I mean I already knew I was priced out so <laughs> even before um, right right as soon as you knew <laughs> you heard auction I, I think I, I, I looked at the page and I just like stared down at that number and I'm like nope and then I clicked yeah. right back, right, right out of there. Well, I, I think that brings up the perfect point, though, where so, th- you know, the rise of these auctions really left a sour taste in some people's mouths. Uh, for me, just to share my quick personal feelings, I it's like, that's fine. You know, you do you kind of thing. Um, but people just feel like it's um, it's not not best practices or not good practice because you're pricing up people who you know, are also like supporter, you know, supporting you or um, said artisan. What are your thoughts on, on this whole thing, Gerard? So I'm going to um, kind of like take a, like take a line from like one of our earliest episodes when we talked about like flipping, uh, flipping products mm. and stuff like that. And so, um, because yeah, I mean, it's not like you can actually go on on eBay, and you know, at least you know, a couple months ago, I saw people trying to sell um, a paradigm razor, paradigm diamondback razor on eBay mm-hmm. for nine hundred dollars, right? I've saw, I've seen like again Wolfman, you know, BBS ones for like twelve, fifteen hundred dollars, right? And so, I mean, are people actually buying it at that price? I don't know. You know, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Yeah. Um, and and I think you know, even with stuff like either um, declaration grooming brushes or or other you know other brushes, whether it's Paladin or anyone else doing it, 
Um, I also know that, um, just to throw him in there, just because, you know, um, he was also doing them recently. Uh, Steven from Dogwood Handcrafts has also, you know, put out a couple of auctions already as well. Um, but I think, you know, as someone that's active in the hobby, I'm one, I'm already priced out, you know, of it, you know, when someone puts up like some extravagant number, right? And I get it, you know, that I think even back then I said, um, you know, if you're going to sell it for something like that, you know, like go, go make your money, right? Don't leave money on the table. Um, could they have sold, you know, their, their products at their current pricing? Sure. Absolutely. And someone would have snatched it up right away. How would have it gone? You know, would like, would have it been literally first person to, to click, right? Like, 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 you know, whoever had the quickest, uh, trigger finger, you know, on it. Cause it would have been snatched up like immediately. So, I mean, do, do I like it? I mean, I can't say that I do, but, you know, like I said earlier, like an artisan shouldn't leave money on the table for themselves. If they know that they can get something like that, like, why not? You know? Um, yeah. Does it price a lot of people out? Sure. But if someone wants to go spend a thousand dollars on a brush you know, uh, I think Scott even said when he had his, uh, custom, you know, brushes, he, he didn't, he kind of deterred people from trying to, you know, buy a thousand dollar brush or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think that at this point, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything to, you know, really complain about it. Um, you know, does that, does that mean that all of a sudden, uh, the prices are going to go up to auction prices? No, because you're literally going to price out almost everyone in the, in the market. So I don't know. Um, you know, for, for people that, yeah, like, well, even as we record this, Scott, uh, from declaration dreaming, he had a drop today. Again, you, you already said it, his retail is $405. You can, you know, ask for an artisan's choice, or you can ask for a certain handles, you know, uh, in, in what he wants, when he, you know, when he drops the, when he, when he makes the announcement, um, if you want a Wolfman razor, you can get on the list and James mm. from Wolfman will eventually get to you and you can pay, I don't know, I think basic is around, basic polish is what, 300 something dollars. Mirror polish is like close to 500, you know, like, and you're still guaranteed your, your item, right? You're not right. going to pay a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars. I mean, if you really want to get that specific rare item, if you think it's worth it to you, then you know, as they say, you do you. <laughs> you have to prepare to pay. But uh, you bring up a great point, though, in that um, I, I think it's worth like kind of categorizing some of these auctions, right? So where if it's like uh, using the the Wolfman example of like, okay, he doesn't usually work in brass, aluminum, whatnot, uh, but he's just having these razors lie around and they're perfectly functional. I think those kind of one-off things, um, they're, they're perfect for a super fan. And, uh, we've, and we've had this discussion off, you know, offline before too, which is um, I think with some members of the, wet shaving, the, the great wet shaving community, 
um, don't really view, you know, I use the word hobbyist, I use the word enthusiast, but for a real hobbyist, uh, you know, Jared always brings up um, the, the sneaker market, there's collectibles, if you're into like comic books and geeky stuff, yeah. there are these kind of grail pieces or these limited collabs, limited one-offs. I mean, these are things that people clamor for. Like I'm so like that. If it falls into that kind of category, um, that is growth on one end of the spectrum. It's not <laughs> what I'm tip- typically interested in. But if there's like some like, crazy like um, you know how sometimes like there's that polish where it's like rainbow colored, <laughs> like titanium or or stainless steel or something. That that's you know I have no problem with that. But if this trend continues and it's like the regular product just to get like let's say a normal brush drop or razor drop and there's no other way to get it i think that that would really sour you know um continuing business with said artisan if that became the main model right to to pick up their product no for sure and so i'm just gonna i don't even know if this will show properly right but you're gonna have no. to de- well. No. You're gonna have to describe stuff anyway. Uh, we we can't rely oh, yeah. on, on the video. So, so yeah. So yeah. So this is here some Nike shoes, and that is not that is a comma in there. And I know it's reversed, but that says you can buy right now for twenty thousand dollars. And which which twenty thousand dollars <laughs> American, and guess what? These assholes have the nerve to still make you pay for the shipping <laughs> at seventeen dollars and fifty cents. Okay, so that that's that's just insulting. I, 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 which which sneaker for those who are just listening at home? Which sneakers are are those that you're showing? Uh, these would be the Nike Dunk uh, Low Pro. Uh, they would be the SB Heineken colorway, the uh, like Heineken the beer. Yep. So, um, yeah, uh, ridiculous, you know, and. I'm <laughs> the shipping. That's so, that really is such a slap slap in the face. <laughs> yeah, what what an asshole move. Seventeen dollars the shipping. Don't do that, guys. Don't do that. But but anyway, but and I, I put this out there. You know that. Yeah, like someone will, you know, pay if if someone has the money, they will pay what what they want, right? You know. Like these, like these are probably going to stay up here for a while. You know what I mean? No one's buying these shoes at these stupid prices, and and whatnot. I'm just like looking at about yeah, eight thousand dollars, whatever, four thousand dollars, etc. Oh, oh, uh, lightly used, two thousand oh. dollars. You know, oh. and oh, stuff man. like that. I mean, you know, it's so. It's, it's one of those things where. Yeah, I I don't I don't blame people um, for being soured at the at the fact that this is kind of where it's gotten right. Um, I we don't have you know Paladin or Declaration or Wolfman or any of the others on here uh, at the moment to to talk about it. But yeah, I, I I think in the end it would be dumb of them to leave money on the table. That's it, you know? It's, I think, you know, people accept it when it's, you know, someone else on, on a BST or on eBay, you know, because it's a, it's a third party. But all of a sudden, you know, the, the person making it themselves, you know, gets a lot of slack for it. I don't know. I, I think it's, 
I, I don't I don't get it, you know, in, in the end. All right, guys. So that's going to do it for uh, this episode. Uh, Gerard, definitely, you know, uh, always good to kind of you know go back and forth on these kind of these topics with the with the auctions and uh, by no means controversial, but just you know, it, it's it, it's a topic that people have strong feelings on. So it was nice to kind of kind of uh, dig in on that. But I think that's uh, that's going to be a wrap for the. F- for the first episode of season three. So I uh, just want to thank everyone who has tuned back in. Uh, you guys can, again, go to laddertalk.com uh, to catch new episodes of the podcast, to, to go check out the Discord, to if you want to know more about the Patreon, laddertalk.com is the right place to go. Uh, you can find us on our socials. Uh, I'm over at at Latherhog on all the things Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Gerard can be found on Instagram at Hey Gerard Shaves. And yeah, anything else to add, Gerard, uh, before signing off? No, that'll be it, I think, for this one. Um, you know, it's good to be back. Uh, and I'm looking forward to what season three is going to bring. Me too. Well, it's always a pleasure talking with you, Gerard. Uh, Thank you guys so much again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey guys, thank you again for joining us for the first episode of Season 3. Gerard and I had a blast recording and just getting back into the swing of things. I just want to close out the show with a few shout-outs. These are folks that are newly signed up to our Just Launched Patreon. Thank you guys so much for being you know, early adopters of this platform and, of course, for your support. So we'd like to thank Jared over at the Thirsty Badger Shave Company. We'd like to thank Sloppy Badger, a regular on the Discord. And lastly, we want to thank Ben Louie, who is one of the hosts at instagram's canadian mafia show that is a wet shaving program especially highlighting you know canadian artisans and things that canadian shavers might be thinking about or a boot as it were so thank you guys so much for signing on and listeners at home we do just want to appreciate your continued support just by listening to this show and we hope to catch you next episode take care